Hey guys, and welcome back to The Sounding Board, your panel podcast where we talk about Black culture and the world around us. As always, here are your five panelists. Hey, it's Zakia. Joy. Cheryl. Yours truly, Captain Jarrell. And Shima. Welcome to The Sounding Board. The last thing that we really need to talk about today, um, you know, we all watched the the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. Um, I watched it last night and uh, I'm just going to let somebody else take it over from here because I'm still processing what was going on. So, yeah, it's you know, it's it's kind of scary how all of this has gone to, oh, technology so great. We have access to all this information. But it's just crazy, like the fact that my phone, like, yeah, you have personalized ads, but it's like, oh, what can I show to her that's going to purr on this longer? What can I do? And it's so disrupting to people's lives, right? It's it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. Um, what I will say my takeaway from it was... I have limits on my social media apps, but I need to disconnect a little bit more. And so one thing that I started doing this week was I was listening to a different podcast. Um, I think it was Jay Shetty's podcast. He was talking about, you know, in the morning, the first thing we do, we wake up, we scroll through our social media, waste time, whatever. So what I started doing, I still have my alarm on my phone, but I turn my alarm off put my phone down and I tried not to touch it for as long as possible. So some days I'd go for an hour and a half before I had to leave for work before I touched my phone, just because it's like, I'm wasting so much time and all this is so mindless. And why, what am I, what am I getting out of this? You know? Mm -hmm. So that was my big takeaway from it is like, we really do need to start disconnecting and we need to, yeah, we need to disconnect because it is all up in our minds. All up in so uh what did anybody i don't like the fact that they view us as we are the product and i thought about that you know the product we are the product um so i'm trying that's why i just turned my phone off i'm trying very hard to um distance myself because i know doing work and me working from remotely i am easily distracted with my phone um so, you know, it's like if I'm, if I'm checking my account, I'm checking this, I'm checking that. Uh, yeah. So I think it's very important that we have to kind of monitor our, our usage. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I could just be looking at something and the next time I come on, like like even this morning, I, I was looking at a, a particular um, a store and I saw this dress and I'm a dog on when I turned it on. I saw the dress and everything else and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. So now I, and I, I don't trust easily. So now I'm very suspicious, you know, about people invading my space. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. That was scary. Yeah. What were your, uh, what were your thoughts, Jarell, Zakia? For me, one of the major takeaways uh, is the fact that at first value, we think of social media as being free. So like, it's easy to sign up. You just put in your email or your username and a password. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that they really highlighted is the fact that, you know, um, they're making profits off of our behavior, one, and then two, our time, right? Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I've learned from being a consultant is time is really valuable. Mm-hmm. Like when your supervisors ask you, like, what have you done within that hour? You have to be accountable. And so for me, it really brought things into perspective in the sense that, okay, like, how am I spending my time 
on social media. So going back to what Cheryl was saying earlier, but in addition to that, I know for me personally, I usually utilize um, social media as a communication platform. So ensuring that I'm able to connect with all of my friends throughout, throughout the world. But for the most part, um, I'm still learning on how to adapt to it as Shima could um, elaborate on a bit. I'm not the best at Instagram. I'm not the best at Facebook, but you know, it's something I feel as though it's something that I still would need to sign on to, to remain connected. Because for instance, like when you meet a random stranger, right? So you're at a bar mm -hmm. for the most part, although sometimes you ask for like their cell phone number, but in general, it's like, okay, what's your name? And so you get their name and then you're going to go back and you're going to look them up on Facebook and then you add them. And then, you know, hopefully it turns into something more than just, you know, talking. But for the most part, like that's what I tend to use it for now as a communication platform, not necessarily, you know, um, going through articles and all of that other jazz. But my final point is another thing I, I noted, and this is really important to me because I made a few notes on this is the fact that they mentioned with the social media platforms, they use these algorithms. And with these algorithms, it basically creates like an echo chamber of the information that we want to see. Mm -hmm. So it's somewhat limiting to our worldview. Mm -hmm. And it could also lead to limiting the opportunities for dialogue with individuals of different worldviews. And when I heard that, I'm like, wow, you know, that's a really poignant point because for so many, you know, years, I felt as though like I totally forgot about that and the things that I'm seeing on my Facebook feed for the most part. Granted, you know, we all have those friends that have um, some really outlandish ide ideas for the most part. But in general, like the social media platforms, they use these algorithms to create these echo chambers that we're only being exposed to like what we want to be exposed to. And, you know, that just was a, a really important point for me. And I took that away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too, because, you know, in the beginning, it's like, oh, this is great. I'm seeing everything that like I'm interested in, but on the flip side, you're a hundred percent right. You're not seeing the other, the other perspective or the other views. And so, yeah, that's scary too. <laughs> One of the disturbing things to me and some, some of you may have had experiences too, is I've had things pop up before in ads that I've never searched for, you know, and I've only talked about it over like text message or over the phone. And so where our private conversations are starting to become advertisements um, is, is really, it's just really disturbing. But then also like what uh, Jarrell was talking about with the echo chambers, I searched for I've been looking at houses because we're moving into a house next year or we're buying a house next year. And I, I click one thing and it's all I see. And, you know, like I'm not trying to get obsessed, but like it, they decided like, oh, she looked at this and, you know, they're tracking how long she looked at it. You know, like, oh, this is what she wants to see. And it was just ad after ad after ad after ad, not just on Instagram, but on Facebook, you know, and it just, they found a way to really get into your head and like take over like what what your thoughts are and mm -hmm. like oh that's what you want to see well this is all I'm gonna show you yeah so yeah. so I'll say um so I watched it last night and I agree with every point that everybody has made um 
when I was watching it, I didn't have my phone next to me. Um, just because you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a person that's like always on my phone, or if I'm always on my phone, I'm not always on social media. I'm like reading stuff that's like books or on Safari or on Google. Um, and I've found that I knew I've known that you know that they they've been tracking all of us since we got onto Facebook. Even not not MySpace, but once we got on Facebook, things just changed because like like you said, you know, you could be having conversations. And your microphone that we give access to these apps has can has has the power. And so if you're not closing your apps and you're talking about, man, I really need a new microphone or man, I really need, I really want to get this new the, these new sneakers or I want to get this new candle. Bath and Body Works has a new sale. Next thing you know, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are these ads coming from? Why did this pop up on my screen? And like like we've known about it. But the thing that I think bothers me the most is that we know about it and it's but we didn't know the extent that it was going, that it was shaping our minds and creating these these emotional moments where they know what's going to excite us. They know what's going to depress us. They know what's going to get us to make a reaction. Like how many times have we been on our phones and we aren't even thinking about our phone, but all of a sudden one of our friends tags us in a photo or an alert comes up from CNN or things of that nature. So I think, so this is 2020, and I'm going to say even in college, I've always been that person that I hate notifications. I don't like notifications from any app. I'll look at the app if I want to. I don't have them on. The only app, the only notifications that I really like are the are the, um, are the the icons on the app that lets me know that, okay, I got one, I got two, I got three. I'm not a person that likes notifications coming to my home screen because I don't need you grabbing my attention and then I'm looking at it. So I made the diligent effort back in college to be like, nope, no notifications. I don't want to know. And if a notification comes, I don't even want it to tell me what it is. It's just going to be a preview of like, you have a notification. Because when, when when I was watching it last night, the fact that the guy, that the boy was at home with his family and the mom, so so that whole thing, the mom had one of those lock boxes and the girl just broke it. So that that was just like, okay, you don't have control over your house. And two, your daughter needs to get needs to get popped upside the head because there is no way she breaking a box that I bought to get her cell phone out. But then when the son, you know, was like, okay, mom, yeah, we can we can we can have my phone down here for a week. And he was he was going through it. I mean, for for the first two days, it was like he had withdrawals. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know how he could spend his time. He's going to the zoo or he's going to a museum just trying to find things to do because his phone was so stable in his life. But then to know that the algorithm noticed that he wasn't using his phone and it was like, okay, how do we get him back? How do we get him back? How do we get him back? And they bring something up from his past that how does the algorithm how does the algorithm know that he's no longer with this person that they broke up and that her getting into a relationship with someone else would cause him to get back onto his phone so it's it's one of those things where it's like do they know like who like who we're interacting with do they know what kind of what kind of emotional connection we have with this person with this person with this person and why are those people all the always the ones that pop up on our timeline are always the one that are that are in our news story even though you may not want to have anything to do with that person or maybe even even if you don't even really like that person it's always there and it's like you're 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 looking at it and you're like oh you see it and it's like an, and it's it's immediately a reaction that they created that was not organic and so that in and of itself, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm done with all this social media. I was like, I am not going to be on it. And then this morning I was on it just trying to trying to find something that I had previously seen. And I was like, this algorithm, it was like ESPN embracing black culture. 
and then it went to another embracing black culture and then it went to another ESPN and I was like they are just thinking that I just want to see the same stuff over and over again or went to Sean King or went to Kamala and I was just like they are just pumping it pumping it and then I was like what is the other side seeing the other side is seeing Antifa and the Proud Boys and and all this and I'm and they think that that is how the world is and it's like we will never get back to that moment where everything was just out there and you got to choose what you wanted to see instead of it being crafted and that's the scary part because it's not just happening here it's happening all over the world but it's it's so polarized in every country and it's like how do we get back to that and the people who created it are like you don't we've created something that we ourselves don't even understand nor can we ever fix it you just kind of have to put your phone down and it's like that's not the solution it's not the solution. Putting my phone down is not the solution when everything is now technology driven. You can't tell me to put my phone down when I now have to use my phone to get into my apartment. I have to now use my phone to go to the gym. Yeah. I now have to use my phone to order food because, you know, I can't, I can't, we don't have landlines anymore. So how am I supposed to call to get pizza? Oh, but I can use my laptop, but now my laptop has tracking on this and this and this. So it's like, they want us to do these things, but they're not creating measures so that we detach ourselves from this device. So. I think we have to I think we have to carve that out for ourselves and we have to become disciplined um, enough to say and especially now that you know mm-hmm. now you have to put measures in place that's going to benefit you and help you along the way um, turning off your phones um, and you know it often as you can and closing those apps out you set the tone you mm-hmm you know, uh, project what you want to be able to do according to, you know, your life. So I think it's, it's very important that, you know, there's a balance with everything. And so just put some things in place that's going to benefit you. Um, and I had no problems turning my phone off because I feel like it's not important. And Hey, is that right? You say that I'll now. Get to it when I get let, to us, it. let us go to a restaurant. You be on your phone right there, smack dab in the middle. I'd be like, Mom, put your phone down. You're like, Oh, hold on. No, I have a, I have a, I have a new perspective. Okay, you know, let's yeah. let's I test it out. Do. Let's test it out today. Yeah, I, I do because again, I'm a I'm a <laughs> private person and I don't trust easily. And you know, I've gone through shredders just because I don't like my personal information out there. I don't use a home. Um, uh, the home uh, mailbox. I use a PO box. I have for yep. years. I just don't. So that, you know, knowing somebody is just literally tracking me is terrifying. It's really terrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. but- and that's the way I see it. It's tracking me. Somebody's stalking me. Mm-hmm. They keep them in the window. <laughs> who, who that is? Who that? Who, is? who that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you made some great points, Miss Kim. And you know, it it just reminded me of a quote by um. Maya Angelou, she usually said, like, if you know better, you do better, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, now that we've been exposed to this information, I'm hoping that, you know, we, we make the correct um, responses and, and just instituted within our um, daily lives. So yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Shima, you made a great point. Turn off those push notifications and mm-hmm. allow yourself to go to those apps when you want to and don't allow them to pull you pull you in. And I think, you know, 
it's, you know, it's going to be really hard for the generation that's coming behind us now because that's all they know. Right. And so that yeah. girl hitting that box with a hammer, like that's kids these days. That's yeah, that these was kids little, up until they're 22, 23. Yeah. But like, you know, in dealing with college kids on a daily basis, like that is, they would absolutely a hundred percent do that. Don't take my phone away. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's terrifying. Right. And so they're going to have a, a hard time. I was actually talking to one of my, one of my athletes that has like significant anxiety and she uses her phone like 24 seven. I'm like, you need to watch this movie. Like you need to watch it because this is you and it's increasing your anxiety and it's not allowing you to sit in your thoughts and deal with what you're, with what you're um, experiencing. And so it's, that's real. And that's a scary part of it. These kids don't know what reality is because they have no reality because their reality is on their phone. And we fortunately grew up in the time where we knew life before a phone and Mm -hmm. we will know life without a phone because like we could, our, our generation, well, excuse me, I can't say our generation. I will say the generation that was born, the millennials that were born from the beginning of the millennial phase to 1995. I'm going to mm-hmm. say the kids that were born 96 and further, they, they're a different millennial or if, if they are even a millennial because we were, we were outside. We knew life of we have to come in when the streetlights come on. We only, we only watch TV you know, on Saturday mornings. We have to do our homework. We do this. We do that. We only use a computer to write a paper. We only use a computer mm-hmm. to learn, to, to do other learning environments like we're not we're not using the computer to socialize and we only started using the computer to socialize when AIM was working if our parents went on the phone or MySpace or all Mm -hmm. that other stuff so it's like unfortunately like my seven-year-old cousin me taking his phone away is like death to that little boy me turning off Netflix is like me killing him and it's and it's so sad that it's yes he yes he's outside but he's outside on his phone yes he's outside with his friends but they have a tablet they have a phone in their hand they're they're mm-hmm. talking to each other through this device and it's they don't know what reality is you take them away from that and they're like i want to go back to my phone that's their comfort place and that's not reality and it's only going to get worse and i truly truly don't know how we change it and i think it's like I think we talked about it last week where it comes up to the to the parents like do you when do you introduce your child to technology and after watching this having kids these it's going to be the same way I grew up you're only going to have technology yep. when you need it you're going to be reading books playing board games you will not be using your phone no tablet you may be weird but that's you're going to have a much better childhood without that tablet like there'll be a tablet but you will not be using it you'll only use it for school and on the weekends yeah, a hundred percent. I think, you know, you, you, you can only control what you have control of, right? So control as much as you can. And it's going to be a challenge for, you know, kids growing up nowadays, but it's, they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to find a way to put it away. Right. Yeah. 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 Most yeah. definitely. But, but I also feel as though it's important to note, you know, and I think Ms. Kim mentioned this earlier, the importance of balance as well, mm-hmm. because as society continues to advance, you know, we have to admit technology is gone. It's going to become, a more common experience within our day-to-day task. So I feel as though, you know, it's going to be fairly important for kids as well as parents to, you know, have a better understanding of balance and, you know, coming from a science background. So like, for instance, ecology, we learn on a day-to-day, you know, about the circle of life and how everything is connected. So trying somehow to create a synonym to encourage folks to say, hey, you know, you really have to understand that everything that you're doing, you need to ensure that you fully comprehend the importance of work-life balance. Yeah. 
So that's what it's going to boil down to at the end of the day, I think. Because when you start talking about AI, so artificial intelligence, right? Because just the other day, I was in Walmart and I saw a sign where they, they said, you can check out an item on your smartphone. So like you're literally in the store and you can pick something <laughs> up, you can scan it and then walk out the door with that item without actually going through the self-checkout or going through the regular checkout line. But you can literally just use your phone, right? So in that instance, you know, how are you going to get away from technology when society is like constantly moving towards integrating technology more and more on a day-to-day? Well, and see that too takes away that social aspect of I have to interact with somebody to check out and now you're taking that away. So now we have even another layer of, oh, well, I don't need to learn social skills because I don't need to interact with anyone. And so exactly. mm. you only have to interact with people online. And even then, do you know if you're truly interacting with people? Because we know that there are bots, there are, you know, trolls and all these fake, fake accounts. And it's like, you may be thinking that you're interacting with someone real online and you're not. And the fact that Amazon is, I think, I think is, is the reason why, why Walmart and all these other stores have this because they have the, the store where, where you literally just walk in with your phone, you scan it and you just boop, boop, boop. And I, sure, that, that, that may be great, but you're also, like you said, taking away social interactions. You're also taking away actual jobs, letting robots do, do, do the work. And it's like the part of going to the grocery store, I used to enjoy, especially like back in North Carolina, I used to enjoy going to Harris Teeter because Harris Teeter reminded me a lot of Publix in Florida. Harris Teeter was like, was was that store that everybody who worked there enjoyed their job. And so when you talk to the cashier and when you talk to the to the person bagger, that was an interaction. And I I, I just I used to get upset when I would go to like Walmart because Walmart was that store that I really didn't want to interact with people uh, because people there didn't really like their job. So I was very happy that they got self-checkout. But now that these other stores are starting to get self-checkout, like it ruins the experience. Like, could you imagine Chick-fil-A ever becoming a company that takes away that my pleasure? Why can't we have that, but still have the mobile ordering? Why can't we, you know, why can't these companies take the models that other companies have been successful with while still incorporating technology and not trying to drive out that social interaction that we truly need because McDonald's, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to p- compare the two. McDonald's, we go there because the food is subpar, right? We, we go there when we're hungry, but we would rather go to Chick-fil-A and we go to Chick-fil-A for the experience. You go there because you know the food is going to be good, but you're also going to hear them say, you're my pleasure, of course, what would you like? How are you doing? If, if companies could incorporate that maybe technology wouldn't drive us the way that it's supposed to be. Maybe they could use it for the good of, you know, you can mobile order, but you still got to come in and you're still going to interact with someone that says my pleasure. And like that little added thing, at least to me makes a difference, but they're trying to get rid of that altogether. Yeah. And I think it, you know, goes back to the, you know, the ethics of everything. It's like, yes, we can do this to make things more efficient, but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, what's the cost, not just on the company, but on society as a whole. And I think that's, that's the question that, that everyone's asking themselves now. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's crazy. And Sam's, I know have that where you can scan your items and walk right out the door. Um, oh, but I like that for Sam's because Sam's, you know, they, they I kind of like that for Sam's. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like for certain stores like Walmart, you know, Sam's, BJ's, having that kind of thing wouldn't be too bad because, you know, well, they're not like a Target or like a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I like to scan my own items, though. 
Oh. <laughs> and I suspect in the future, you know, I suspect there are going to be stores where you can literally put the stuff in your bag mm -hmm. and they're going to have sensors at the door yeah. and like something on your person, whether you're going to carry like a barcode mm -hmm. or whether you're going to have like a card in your wallet or your purse. Mm -hmm. As soon as you walk out that door, it's going to automatically scan all the items mm -hmm. that you would have put in your bag. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's where it's going to get. I think I think that's Amazon, right? Yeah, I think I think that's Amazon. Yeah, no. in California. Yeah. Oh, I thought, or, or, or oh, I thought you had to scan it with your phone. No, no, I think I you think don't know because it's like you come in with your phone and you scan your phone when you come in. And then and then when whenever you grab stuff, it takes it off of basically like I guess like your location in the store proximity. and we have proximity so that it knows that 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 item is now gone and so when you walk out it's deducting it from yeah it's it's insane. That's, wow. too far. It's, that's too far from your bank like, account yes <laughs> yeah. yeah is that wow. in Florida yet or is it only in California I don't think it's here yet no mm -hmm. I don't think it's here yet wow but it's probably so, coming yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's scary well wow the world we live in, guys, it's it's getting scary. Hopefully, you know, Jesus comes back soon. He's get coming. Ready, get, so ready, get, get ready, ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready to go. And get ready for this election and make sure you are well prepared, stocked up, because I have been discerning that, you know, it's going to be. I am, World War Three. Yeah, I have a discerning nature. She, she, she discerns things be, and she is spot on, on every time she, she sees. Get, it's going to get real ugly. So make sure that you have enough, you know, supplies, toiletries, you know, food, get your canned goods every time you go to the store because it's going to get ugly. Um, it is. It really is going to get ugly. There's going to be all kind of out outbursts, you know, just all kind of stuff going on. If, so just be prepared and stay prayerful. If Biden wins, or um, win, either win, way. Uh, either direction, either, way. either yeah. direction. Okay. Well, in that yeah. case, uh, everyone, please remember to uh, go out and vote. Uh, vote by mail, early vote, vote the day of. But if you vote by mail, please send your ballots in at least eight days before post dated. And if you can, don't don't try to just send it from your house. If you can drop it off to the voting locations, that would be even better. And if you want to vote early, you know, make sure you know where you can actually vote early. I believe in most municipalities you can vote early anywhere, but some there might be restrictions as well as voting day of. Know where your polling location is and get there early. They have to let you vote if you're in line. Don't get there after after the deadline. Get there before they have to let you vote. And uh, go out. Make a change, people. Bring your lawn chairs. Bring them. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Sounding Board. As always, stay healthy, stay blessed, stay active, no stress.